0: Welcome to The Time Is Now. I am your host, Michael Stafford. It is Monday, November the 22nd. You know what that means? It's Turkey Week, y'all. Ooh, y'all have enjoyed y'all Thanksgiving this week. What we got to get into this week? Let's start. Let's see. LeBron James is trying to bring back the malice in the palace. Mm, Did y'all see that? There was a better fight this weekend, though, but someone was out of line. But first let's start here with how about them cowboys man (laughs) week 11 let's get it we're gonna start there we're gonna have a great show this week guys so sit back relax and i'll see you on the other side Right, let's start here. Let's go right into it. My goodness. How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? <laughs> By now, you know, this show airs in the morning. Come on right around the time of first take. So you guys might think I'm biting off of Stephen A right now. I just kind of know what he's going to do uh, on Get Up and First Take and and all these shows Uncle Shea and those boys over there and Undisputed. I know they're going in right now on these Cowboys. Hyped, man. I think they lost two of their last three games, man. (laughs) And we're going to get to my Raiders in a little bit. But right now, how about them Cowboys? Because I know majority of you are Cowboys fans. We're surrounded by these people. And me being a Lakers fan, I understand. You know, there's a lot of Lakers fans out there. There's a lot of Yankee fans. A lot of front-runner-type teams out there. And I don't hate Cowboy fans like some of these other. I don't hate them. I think they're very delusional. But I don't hate them. There's very few fan bases I hate, and I don't hate the Cowboy fans. I think they're adorable. You guys are cute, it's adorable. Keep doing what you're doing. No touchdowns at all. None physique. I know, know Amari Cooper was there, but no touchdowns. To nobody. Nine points. Three in the first. Nothing in the second. Three in the third. Three in the fourth. <laughs> Come on, man. The Chiefs beat down the Cowboys, 19 to nine. And the funny thing is about that, this not even the Chiefs type of offense. Chiefs used to put up 30 burgers every week, man. They can't even get to 20 no more, 24. It's not looking, I think they they did go hammer my Raiders last week, but that's just the Raiders. We get to the, you know what, let's go right into it. My Raiders, who just lost three in a row, three right out of the bye five for the season. They're going to down because everything's going bad with everything that was happening. Game was still close late and then it got away from them. Another pick by a car. You know, Waller tried to have a good game. They could barely get an end zone. They only got, they they got one touchdown for the game. Man, They got beat down at home by the Bengals. A big, big, big loss because they moved down. We're going to get to the standings and the playoff picture in a bit. But the Bengals were, were struggling. The Raiders are struggling and the Bengals went into their house and cursed out from 32 to 13. My regulars. The week started off on Thursday. Thursday night, the Patriots. The Patriots with Mac Jones. But who? Mac Jones. The Patriots did their thing on Thursday night. Just a 25 to nothing in Atlanta. It's just like Bill Belichick just has a thing for Atlanta. He just likes to embarrass them. My goodness. Ever since that Super Bowl, Atlanta's not been the same. Being up, what were they up uh 28 to 3, something like that? They haven't been the same. They have not been the same. This was an interesting week, to say the least, before we go through all the different matchups and things that happened. I I was watching League Pass like, wait a minute. Every time I changed the channel, there was an interception, interception. And it it was happening with um, the Colts. I was watching that game with the Colts. And Poole, or no, 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 no. Is his name Poole or Coleman? I forgot his name now. Odom. How could I forget Odom? The DB owed him two interceptions real quick. Picking up your boy, everybody want to say that Josh Allen's that dude. Shoot, he only put up, they only put up 15 points. They're losing games left and right. Six and four, not even leading in the division no more. we get to that in a minute. The Colts beat down him. I think Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, put up five touchdowns. If I remember correctly, he had over 200 rushing yards and five touchdowns. It's only happened five other times in the history of the NFL. And I have on my fantasy team, and I think I actually lost on that in my Yahoo League. I got him. I got him and Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Oh, basketball, fantasy basketball helped me. Fantasy basketball helped me. Fantasy football let me down this year. I have all these marquee players. They just spread around on different, my four or five different teams. But the Colts be down on the Bills, 41 to 15. Other compelling matchups, the Eagles. Jalen Hurts is doing his thing and they have actually the easiest schedule to finish off the rest of the season in that division or at least I believe in the NFC East they have the easiest schedule they have the shortest distance travel and the remaining of their schedule they have less than 300 yards of travel combined and they're doing some big things they went down they, well, they, they were in Philly but they did a beating on, on, on New Orleans uh, 40 to 29 um, another thing to look out I, I kept talking about Baker Mayfield and you, we all wanted to blame Odell Beckham. And they came back down to earth. They went against Detroit at home, playing horrible. I think I think Baker had another couple of picks. Like I said, it was 20 interceptions this week. Might have to check it. That might be the, the, the biggest amount of interceptions in one week. A lot of it came from Tannehill. I think Tannehill had like four picks. Four picks? I think Tannehill had like three all season or something like that. Four picks. Man, they needed that win. They still, I think they're still leading the the conference, but they went down to Texas. I mean, they were in Tennessee. It was a wet, was a wet, slimy kind of game. They should have ran the ball more, but they couldn't. They couldn't get a good handle on anything. Got beat by the Texans, 22 to 13. They're not even trying to win. Another big game was was the Packers versus the Vikings. The Vikings held off the Packers late. They had a big comeback, won that one, 34 to 30, uh, 34 to 31. Crosby missed another kick. Crosby missed another field goal kick. It's just, it's kind of, I don't want to say it's disgusting, but it's like, damn, Shouty, damn. In a Sunday night game, uh, the Chargers had a big lead, late, against the Steelers. I think they were up 17 points in the fourth quarter. And the Steelers came roaring back. Mike Tomlin coached team. But Justin Herbert said, no, 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 play it. We ain't having that. Threw that deep ball to Mike Williams, got away from him. Boom, touchdown, game over. Game over. Herbert's that dude, man. I think he had like over four touchdowns something like that. He had rushing touchdowns, passing touchdowns. Herbert did everything. If you have Herbert in your fantasy league, you did something special. You did something real special, man. It was great. And the Niners, which my co-host was here, because now she could brag about them because the Niners ain't going away without a fight. They beat them. Well, it was Jacksonville. I know that, but. Hey, the Niners playing very well with a lot of people on IR. So very proud of them as well. You know, um, when my Raiders were in the Bay, I used to love just bragging on the Bay. I never had a hatred for the Niners because they're in a different conference. You know, um, don't know what's going to happen Monday night football. You got the Buccaneers versus the Giants. I would not be surprised if the Giants win, but ain't no Eli Manning to stop Tom Brady. So I feel like the Buccaneers are, uh, safe to win that game. Um, Want to take a look at the playoff picture, see how those things may have changed this week. Because I don't have much more to go over in football this week because my team just looks so bad, so bad. So, we're not going to dwell on it too much. Next, the playoff picture, as it makes, as it stands right now. Even though Tennessee lost, they're still leading that race. Um, Tennessee Titans with the first overall seed in the, in the AFC. Baltimore Ravens with the second. The New England Patriots who are on the wild-card seed, now leading that division. Okay? They lead the division over the Buffalo Bills, who's fallen off. They have fallen off. New England's third seed. Kansas City is still firm in the fourth seed right now, separating themselves from the rest of the pack, even though the Chargers won. Kansas City still has a nice little lead on them in the fourth seed. Bengals have jumped back into it, out of it, back into it. Now in the fifth seed, top, which is the top... Wild card seed. The Chargers are jumped back into it, into the sixth seed. The Buffalo Bills is falling down to the seventh seed, and Pittsburgh Steelers have falling to the eighth. That's how it's looking. I can see the people in the bubble. It's a big bubble watching the AFC because so many players, so many teams have won five games, and it starts all the way down with the Broncos. Broncos are five and five. Raiders are five and five. Um, the Browns are six and five. The the Colts are also six and five. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are also five wins. So, when you look at it like that, it's 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 just really, 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 really tough. So, we, it's going to be interesting the rest of the year. I feel like the Broncos and the Raiders really don't have a chance. The Browns aren't looking that great. And I don't feel like the Steelers are going to make it. The eight seed, I think, is, is between the Colts and the Bills. Well, the Colts, Bills, and the Chargers are going to be fighting to stay in the playoffs. Let's move Mosey on down to the NFC. The, the Cardinals. They won big win to keep the first position in the NFC. Green Bay second. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys are third. They, I think they're in the same position as last week. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are fourth. I think they're all going to stay that way. We're going to probably fight for number one, which would be Green Bay versus Arizona, which is a huge fight. Because if you get the number one overall seed, you get that first round bye. You do you really want to win that right there. So uh, we'll see how that shakes out. Um, the Rams snuggled there right there in fifth. Top overall wild card seed. Uh, the Vikings, six, the Saints, seventh, San Francisco clawing their way back in it, and eighth, Philadelphia, still not out of it, In ninth, and then the Carolina Panthers still kind of dangling around there as well in 10th, so I feel like it's going to be a fight between um, Panthers all the way up to New Orleans. That's going to be a dog fight. five and six, five and six, five and five, five and five, and the Vikings have moved back up there with that win over Green Bay this weekend. They're also there, five and five. They're, everybody's crawling. They're scratching that six through ten is a dog fight. It's good, it, but it's good football. That's why it's good that they included more teams in the playoff picture, man. Man, so it's gonna be a dog fight for the rest of the season, for at least in the next few weeks. It's gonna be some good football to watch, some good cinema. And speaking of that, let's talk about next week. This week, Thanksgiving week, you know, we got four games on Thursday. Uh Bears Lions early. And then you have the steelers bengals game right after that, actually during. um, And then the Raiders afternoon game. That's really the first marquee game that people might actually watch. Huge fan bases both ways. I think the Cowboys are going to dog walk the hell out of Raiders. I think the Raiders are virtually just packed it in the rest of the year. At least I have. I'll be watching it only because it's Thanksgiving. Um, then the late game is Bills versus Saints. That might be better than you think because the Bills are sliding a little bit, and the Saints, even though they just lost, they've been playing very good football. Um, this week is actually a lot of good matchups to watch. Um, I think the Eagles-Giants is an underrated game. Uh, Buccaneers-Colts is going to be a great game. Titans-Patriots going to be a great game. It would have been better if the dang King Henry was here. If the Titans could just hang on, Henry's coming back for the playoffs. Chargers-Broncos are underrated good game. The Broncos play very good defense. Their offense is okay, but their defense is really good. So against Herbert, playing inside your own division makes, it's a big deal. This is very good playoff implica- implication. Broncos win, can catapult them into a higher, um, to, into the playoff picture, and it can knock the Chargers completely out of it. Uh, Vikings-49ers another good game. Browns-Ravens is another good game. Rams-Packers another, it's a great week. So this is, this is the week you want to have league pass. If you don't have it yet, get it now for because you're only going to catch probably two games without League Pass, and it's like at least a good, I just ran off like six, seven games that are good to watch this week. So um, this is going to be the week that you want to get League Pass. It's a League Pass week, people. All right. Well, this weekend, if you didn't get a chance to see it, um, we had a great fight between Bud Crawford and Sean Porter Jr. Great, great fight. Okay. Uh, I watched it with my brother. And we enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, early, we all know Bud, if you watch a lot of Bud Crawford fights, it takes him about a round or two to get into it to kind of feel out his opponent. Kind of Mayweather-esque. And he so I'm going to fill him out, fill him out. And he has good, good enough defense where he can do that. And he's just trying to measure the distance and everything like that. All right. So, of course, and then Sean Porter did something I've never seen. He literally lunges at him to start the first swing, and he gets him off balance. So, he was the aggressor early. I, I feel as if he won the first round and he ran a couple other rounds later. But he was an aggressor. It was the best I ever seen someone fight against Buck Crawford. They had he got him stunned a couple of times, never seen him get stunned ever. Um and Porter was just the aggressor, but I kept saying that with him leading with his forehead first, he's gonna get tagged. And that's what happened in the 10th round. He got tagged, got dropped, didn't hurt him. It just because of the fact that he was off balance and he got tagged, right? And um, it seemed like the round before that, as my brother was attest to, um, he, like, he took the round off in the ninth round. Like, he was trying to catch his breath. He took a round off, and he obviously lost that round. He got tagged a little bit, but it wasn't too bad. Like, he was just taking the round off. He, if you look back at the scorecards or, or looking at the box scores, whatever, you would see that was his lowest punch count, and he was had a high volume up until that point. He out-threw uh, Bud, but his percentages were much lower. His, Bud's a pre- uh, precision boxer. And the 10th round got dropped. Got dropped again for the second time, and he wasn't out of it. But it was like almost two minutes left in the round, and he already got dropped twice. So his daddy and him, his dad is his trainer. Um, what's his name? Nelson, whatever. The hell, it doesn't. Oh, it doesn't really matter. His daddy's name is. I kind of forgot what his name is. To be honest with you. Uh, Porter, something Porter. I think it's Nelson or Keon Kenny, Kenny Porter. Anyways, threw in the towel, and it's more so about what was about to happen than what was actually happening. Because Bug Crawford is the best closer in the sport, better than Canelo, in my opinion, the pound-for-pound best boxer in boxing. He was not like, gonna last another two minutes. So you gotta protect his son, right? But that's not exactly how it was said. Listen to this post-fight interview with Sean Porter Jr. and um, his trainer, his father.
1: And with him. obviously not the way you wanted the fight to end what are your thoughts on your father stopping the fight uh no he's
2: he's doing what he he, uh what he he knows he needs to do uh i didn't expect that um somebody we've never had a conversation about that we just kind of always had a uh, unspoken understanding that if he sees what he needs to see he's going to do what he did Uh, i didn't expect it did you feel that you were in a condition to continue in this fight uh, yes, uh, the, the punch that he was catching me too clean. And I think that that's what my dad saw. I saw it, I felt it. And, you know, uh, I just think that uh, my, my timing was a little off. Great fighter over there couldn't uh, wouldn't allow me to catch my rhythm. That was my game plan going in, not to allow him to catch his. Uh,
1: he's, he's a dynamite dude in and out of the ring. Congratulations. It was a typical Sean Porter fight. It was competitive, the judges had it very close until the the stoppage came in the two knockdowns. But you are the only man who has been in the ring with every welterweight of consequence, every welterweight champion of this era. Where do you place Terrence Crawford? I knew you'd ask who's the best out of everybody I've been in the ring
2: with. There's no doubt that man, I think, hit me more than anybody I've been in the ring with. Uh, He was on point A through Z my the competitor in me man won't stop looking at him wanting to fight him again he's and he's and he's that good that i want to do it again uh congratulations but what makes him special different you know what he he he, he he's got it and i said that uh multiple times in interviews inside and outside of the ring he just has that you know on uh on uh uh on jerry mcguire the
1: Quan. he's that's what he's got so good for him now kenny i know that's the toughest decision for a father or a trainer to make what prompted you to stop the fight tonight? Honestly,
3: his preparation.
1: He didn't prepare like I wanted to
3: prepare. So that's just, you know, that just makes me say, you know what? I don't want him in that situation. He fought a great fighter. The guy is super sharp. And he's at a deficit. It's like fighting this guy blindfolded
1: when you're in a deficit like that. So I wasn't going to let that happen to him. He looks in great shape, but only you knew what happened in the gym. How would you have liked for him to prepare that you didn't see?
3: I mean, you know, when when guys get to certain levels, they believe they know what they're doing, and they don't necessarily take all the information. So, you know, this is where we at with it, and I had to make that decision. It's an easy decision for me. It's easy. He lives right across the street from me.
1: I'll be having breakfast with him in the morning. It's easy. Andre Ward said you didn't stop it because of what happened there. It was about what you were seeing could happen. Was that accurate? Oh, no, definitely what he did, you know, and Sean was hurt. And moving forward,
3: this guy is, like I said, he's he's a sharp fighter. And my kid is at a deficit at that point. He can't defend himself like he should. And I had to protect him.
1: And finally, for you, you've been in the corner against every elite welterweight of this era. What makes Terrence Crawford special? You know what? To to just name one thing, I can't,
3: but all things combined, he he can do it. He can do everything that it needs to be done. Offense, defense, you know, switching sides, speed.
0: All right. All right. Yeah. So we we got the gist of it. We got the gist of it. Um, As you can hear, when it all went down, as he's saying that, the crowd boos him. They booed him no one in the house felt that way andre ward called it that's kind of, you can hear the announcer and later the announcer even said like I, I i don't know what that was about it it was such poor taste to make excuses because once again sean porter gave hit that was the best ever even though it was a headbutt, he, he got he got crawford bloody man listen it wasn't much he can do besides make the fight dirty and to skive that cop out. And if y'all can see Sean Porter's head just drop, and then when the crowd started booing him and everything like that, he looked up and kind of smiled like, yeah. And then if you hear what Porter said before his daddy started talking, he was like, Man, I just want to fight him again. Cause he knew he he was getting to him. He knew he 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 got to him, but he couldn't. It was it's 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 y'all gotta watch Bud Crawford fight, go on YouTube, look his stuff up. But he went from saying that in that moment to then later saying he retired. And it's after the fight, after he got cleaned up, everything like that, he he said, oh, I was prepared to do this before we came in. When lose, was draw. I was going to retire. And that's not what you were saying right after the fight. You are like, I want to fight this dude again. So something between that moment and after what his daddy said and to back again, coming up to now retiring, saying something like he knew he would have to do this all again or whatever, whatever he didn't want. My point is this, if he does come back and fight, he got to fire his daddy. His daddy needs to go be a daddy because obviously there's some sort of conflict there, something we don't know about, but I just felt like that was very, very classless and tasteless on both accounts. You did a disservice to your son. You embarrassed him to something you say privately and you discredited Bug Crawford's accomplishment, that victory. He earned it. And, and your, your, your fighter, your son looked very polished and ready to perform. And he did. fought a great fight until the 10th round. He got the best of them, got caught. It was too, it was too early in the round. If it was late in the round, he probably wouldn't have stopped it. Anyways, that's my take on it. It was great. So um, we're going to take a break, take a short break. When we come back, we're going to get into some NBA action. You're listening to The Time Is Now. Are you tired of spending your entire weekend at dealerships only to feel as if you got a raw deal? Don't you hate all the back and forth and haggling for countless hours? Imagine this. While you're at work or having dinner or just enjoying life, the people at Pure Diamond Auto are working a great deal on your behalf. With Pure Diamond Auto, they have a team of former sales and finance managers who know all the tricks of the trade. Call 562-PDA-7888 today for a free consultation. That's 7888. What can I say? I love PDA. All right, you already know what time it is. It's my favorite part of the show. It's the happy birthday. So let's go. Oscar Robertson, the big o's turning 83 this week. And the Rain Man, Sean Kemp's turning 52. And Haley Bieber, Justin Bieber's wife's turning 25 this week. And I love LA. Randy Newman's turning 78 this week. And from the Lakers, Avery Bradley turning 31. Scarlett johansson turning 37 this week. And Nick quick bad is turning 50. Styles P turning 47. And Leandro Barbosa is turning 39. And Andrew Bogut from those same go-to-state championship teams, turning 37. Miley Cyrus, Miley Cyrus, 2029 this week. And the Hulk, Mark Ruffalo, turning 54. from Jersey Shore, Snooki, Snooki's turning 34 this week. And Justin... Turner from the Dodgers is turning 37. Juju Smith Schuster from the, from the Steelers is turning 25 this week. And Lil Fizz, stop killing your homeboy's girl, man. He's turning 36 this week. John Stewart, John Stewart's turning 59. And John Schnatter, you may not know his name. That's because that's the bigot from Papa John. John Schnatter's turning 60 this week. And Leangelo Ball 20 no, is turning 23 this week. And Trey Songz,
4: yeah,
0: is turning 37 this week. And Bill Nye the Science Guy is turning 66. And Easy, Easy Girlfriend, Natalie O'Dell, is turning 28 this week. And Jaleel White, that Steve Urkel, is turning 45. The Millionaire is turning 42 this week. And Beth Phoenix, that wife of Edge, um, WWE superstar, Beth Phoenix, is turning 41. And um, Tom Hank's son, Colin Hanks, is turning 44 this week. And from the Cleveland Browns, Jarvis Landry, is turning 29. Shaq's ex wife, Shawnee, Shawnee O'Neal, is turning 47 this week. And from the Empire, Bryshear Graves, turning 28. And Bruno Tum- Tumio Lee from Dancing with the Stars is turning 66 this week. And funny man, you morasakas, Michael Bax is turning 49. And Kelly Bundy, Kelly Bundy, Christina Applegate is turning 50 this week. And from Jamie Foxx show and from Coming to America, Garcelle Bouvier is turning 55. Tina Turner is turning 82 this week. And finally, DJ Khaled is turning 4 D 6 We have some honorable mentions. Bruce Lee, the phenomenal, iconic Bruce Lee, would have been 81 this week, passed away mysteriously in 1973. Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix would've been 79 this week. I forgot exactly the day he passed away, I apologize. Um, James Avery, James Avery, who is um, Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil would've been 76 this week, passed away in 2013. Anna Nicole Smith, Anna Nicole Smith, she would've been 54 this week, passed away 2007. And finally, Omar from The Wire, Michael K. Williams, just passed away earlier this year, would have been 55 this week. But that's all the birthdays we have this week, guys. Now, back to our show. In the NBA, in the NBA week five, man, it was actually, it was a pretty cool week. Um, We're going to go over my top picks in a little bit. Man, in the NBA this week, my goodness, the Bulls ain't fucking. The suns are hot and the Lakers are not. It is a crazy week. Speaking about my Lakers, we're not going to go, we're going to go through all those things in a little bit. What happened, what didn't happen throughout the week. I got to jump right into it. We almost had another Malice in the Palace. Now, I know the Palace in Auburn Hills has already been torn down. So, obviously, that's not the Palace. But we're in Detroit nonetheless. And just last night, Lakers are getting beat again. Lakers are getting beat again. They finally started a two-big lineup. Like I said, it would benefit AD early, and it did. Um, We got some rim presence, some blocks from um, from DJ. And Dwight gave us some serviceable moments. Both guys end up getting easy dunks. Even Dwight getting some three pointers in the game, two another two point, another two three pointers, and this time actually in the flow of the game, not in garbage time. That's something to look out for. I wouldn't expect him to do too many more of those things, but the fact that he's able to do it, that's something to look out for. Now, um, LeBron coming back, look, he kind of lacks the days ago. I feel like he came back because he felt like he needed to bring his presence back, but his, you could tell he's still laboring from his injury. Hopefully, um, I don't know at his age. That's not really looking good. The way that he's moving around the court, slowing down the pace and making the game very difficult for Westbrook. He likes a higher, faster pace. In the third quarter, uh, Isaiah Stewart, he's going to become very famous over the next 24 hours. Um, Isaiah Stewart, uh, at the layup line, started really shoving LeBron pretty aggressively in the ribs. Holding him and pressing him when it's uncalled for, you know, on the layup line. LeBron swipes at him. You slow it down. It's his hand that swipes down and strikes his men the lip and the eye, bloodying him. Immediately he wins oh, up ball, goes over to him and apologizes. I didn't mean to do that. Because if you know when people are doing hand checking or they're grabbing you low, you swipe their hand down. Same, same motions. It's a swipe down. He thought he was swiping his hand. Got him right across the face because his face was lowered near LeBron's ribs. He didn't know that until he did it. Some would say otherwise. I watched it several times. I watched the game two and a half times. And I watched that play over and over and over and over again. So, LeBron pops him. The guy jumps up. Isaiah Stewart jumps up. Walks over to him. Kind of gets him LeBron's face a little bit. Looking very mild and me. And LeBron's like, hey bro, chill. Da 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 Once people start getting involved, you get the whoa oh, man! back, whoa, 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 hold me back. <laughs> started going crazy this remind me of rick fox doug christie i mean this guy was charging everything this was worse than that though this was like in between malice and the palace doug christie rick fox to the point where at the end he starts running through the tunnel trying to get to the other side he started charging knocking over officials coaches He's going to miss some significant time. The interesting thing is Lakers face him again next Sunday. <laughs> I don't feel like LeBron's going to miss any time. They actually might rescind his uh, ejection. LeBron was ejected. Uh, Isaiah was ejected. Russ got attacked. A lot of free throws were shot. Russ, people were making fun of Russ the way he was doing his little fighting stands as uh, Isaiah uh, Stewart came around for his second or third go around. And he started squaring up like he was Nipsey Hussle. <laughs> but n- nonetheless, it um, It was entertaining. Feel bad for the kid because I think this is going to be something that's going to haunt him for a long time, and um, he's not a marquee player, so you can't afford to do that, especially against one of the goats or uh, Mount Rushmore players of NBA history in 75 years. That's not something you want to do. So we got to see how that turns out. But it was very entertaining. Um, oh, just just go back one on that game. They were losing at the time. They were down by 11 at that point. Um, they got bars down to 17. They went into the fourth quarter down by 15, end up beating Detroit badly in the in, in the fourth quarter by 20 points, winning that quarter 37 to 17 to win that game by uh, how's my math one by five? I guess that's the math. Right. So completely blew them out. Um, it, it was a lot with AD and Russ. Um, AD with two key blocks late, two steals late, some buckets late, and Westbrook with 15 points. Um, six rebounds and five assists in that final quarter, and one turnover and three in the whole game, and it was it was amazing. So they stepped up. It's like they came together. I know it's against Detroit, but Lakers haven't won in Detroit in seven seasons that's something you know and to win like that and that comeback was something amazing to see so i don't want to discredit it i think that was a credible win and it may be the spark they need going forward all right let's go through last week's picks let's go through the picks on monday monday that was the 15th i chose denver versus dallas denver versus dallas let's see what happened denver versus dallas um dallas won at home like i said and i was correct then I chose Chicago. I believe that was Chicago and uh, the Lakers. I chose Chicago versus the Lakers, and I was right. Let's go over to Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday, we had Golden State versus Brooklyn. I thought Brooklyn was going to win at home. I was thoroughly wrong. They got blew out to the point where I think in the fourth quarter, KD – and uh, Harden was out with like nine or ten minutes left in the game. They got beat up at home. I was wrong. Uh, Philly versus Utah. I said Utah's going to win at home. Not only did they win, they won convincingly. 120-85. to 85. No, there was no uh, uh, Embiid, but I kind of knew that was going to happen too. So Utah won. They won convincingly. 120-85. 80, I was right. Wednesday, Washington versus Charlotte. For some reason, I thought that I did, uh, was that Washington versus Charlotte on Wednesday, Washington versus Charlotte. I don't see it here. That's Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Hmm. Why don't I see it? That Tuesday? Thursday. Hmm. Anywho, Washington versus Charlotte. Washington away. I have Washington winning that game. I was wrong. Then it was Boston. Boston versus the Lakers. Um, I said that the Lakers were going to win. I'm sorry, Boston versus Atlanta. I said Atlanta is going to win at home, and I was right. Next, the Lakers versus Milwaukee. I feel like Lakers are going to win that game, but Chris Middleton came back that game. Milwaukee won, and that's the game that Giannis went off. Beat down on ad i believe ad only had like what 19 points Ugh. and Giannis had what 47 shot six for seven with ad gardner yeah milwaukee won and i was wrong next thursday 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 we had washington versus miami i chose miami at home and i was right next clippers versus memphis I had a feeling that John Morant's going to go off. Memphis at home. They play very well at home. They won. I was right. Next, Philadelphia versus Denver. Even though Philly was on the road without MB, I had a feeling Philly was going to beat Denver and Denver. I called it. Y'all said Denver's going to have a rough week. And I was right. Philly beat them boys, upset them boys back in Denver. Now, Friday, 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 Friday game to look out for. Lakers versus Boston. That's the one. Lakers versus Boston. I felt like with no Jalen Brown, and I knew LeBron was coming back. Lakers had their big three for the first time in about a month. I said, Lakers gonna win that game. I was wrong. Not only did they lose, they got beat down. 130 to 108, it was an embarrassing loss. Jason Tatum went off 37-11. Now, AD had a decent game, but not good enough. 130 to 108, mama, please, Lakers lost and I was wrong. Next. Chicago versus Denver and Chicago and Denver for some reason I just felt like Denver wasn't going to be able to hold up against the top teams in the east and I was right Chicago beat Denver at home in mile high I was right next Dallas versus Phoenix Dallas versus Phoenix I said that Phoenix at home is almost unbeatable and Dallas even though they're doing very well they didn't have no Luka Doncic so I knew they're gonna lose that game and I was right Phoenix went away with that one now Saturday, Saturday, Miami versus Washington. This is a flip-flop, flip-flop from the earlier game on Thursday. I said Miami's going to win at home, Now I said that Washington was going to win at home, and I was right. Narrow victory nonetheless, but I said they are going to win, and I was right. Next, Charlotte versus Atlanta. ATL at home. Atlanta's only good at home. They suck on the road. They're good at home. And I called it. I was right. Atlanta beat Charlotte, and LaMelo knows boys. LaMelo had a great game, but wasn't enough. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Finishing off with Sunday. Sunday the 21st. Just yesterday, we already talked about the Lakers. I didn't have them here in my pick games to watch. I had the Mavericks versus the Clippers. Love that matchup, especially from the playoffs from last year. It's going to be rivalry every time they play. I said the Clippers are going to win, and I was right. Next, New York versus Chicago. New York had them on the ropes. They had them on the ropes in Chicago, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. Them Cali boys, DeMar DeRozan. DeMar Put up a great game, 31.6 rebounds, five assists. Continue to do his thing. of Ongzo had a mediocre game, but of course, Zach Levine and the rest of the squad stood up. And guess what? I believe there's still no Vucevic and they still balling. Chicago beat New York at home and I was right. Finally, Denver versus Phoenix. I said, Denver gonna have a rough week. They lost again. I was right again. They got beat down by 29 by Phoenix. Phoenix beats Denver at home and I was right. So like I was right a lot, people. I was right a lot. I had 14 right and four wrong. And two of those wrong were the Laker wins they should have beat. They should have beat Milwaukee, but they didn't. They got beat down. They should have beat Boston, and they didn't. They got beat down. I'm really 16 and two because those wins should have been. Just should have been. All right. So, with that going on for that week, what do we have on the slate? All right. Let's go over the records in the NBA, the standings, if you will. Warriors, number one, 15-2. and two. Wow. 15 and 2. I believe they're uh won nine of the last 10 and uh uh 12 of the last 13 or something like that. Well, obviously 15 and 2, so that's how it went down. The hottest team in the league, the Suns, the hottest you you know what? Number two, 13 and 3, only a game and a half behind the Warriors. As you as you start to see, there's gonna be creating some separation. Now the Lakers got to really make a push because things are about to shake up right now. The, the Suns right now are on a 12-game winning streak. 12 game winning streak i believe they started the season one and three they haven't looked back since 12 game winning streak they are the defending western conference champion put so some respect on their name now the jazz are third clippers are fourth because the clippers went on a uh, I believe it was a six game winning streak then they finally lost and they came back and won again they are 7-3 out of their last 10 games, one of the hottest teams in the league, and it's all Paul George, no Kawhi. The good thing about it is I got Kawhi in my IR in my fantasy league, and the way they're playing, Kawhi is most likely to come back. If they can stay in the top four to Kawhi come back, mm, watch out, somebody. Fifth is the Mavericks. Six are the Nuggets. Both teams scuttled up this week. They're both on a, a large losing streaks, so as I predicted they will be. And seventh are the Trailblazers. They only play good at home. They play horrible on the road. And eighth are my Lakers. We're going to go all the way down to the 10th seed. Grizzlies are ninth. Timberwolves are 10th. I actually projected that this is exactly how it's going to be. At least 9 and 10. I had Memphis and I had Minnesota. Somebody go and fact check that. Maybe it was Trailblazers, but I definitely had Minnesota at 10. Um, The rest of these teams are just going to suck balls. Rockets are on a 14-game losing streak, people. Ouch. Pelicans, I don't think uh, Zion's coming back. Those guys are off the bottom. Not going to change. Kings fired their coach. Luke Walton got fired. They're the 12th seed. Um, The Thunder, not going to fire their coach. But that might be a chain of events for the people below. Popovich ain't going to get fired, but you got the brother down in the Pelicans. He may get fired. And you may have the brother down there in Silas uh, for the Rockets, may get fired. Because if Luke Walton got fired, been there all those years, I don't know. And they have a nice little lead on those teams at the bottom. You got guys doing horrible down there 3 and 15, 1 and 15. Ugh. All right. Eastern Conference. How's it look? In the Eastern Conference. The Bulls. The Bulls are tied with the Nets leading that conference. And the Bulls have faded to still lead. They have only 64 in their last 10, but they won the last two games. The Nets and them run the division. And the Wizards are right there, only a half game behind them. They got the same amount of Ls. They just played one less game. The Wizards, and it's really the Bulls, Nets, and the Wizards running that division right now. And not too far behind are the Heat. The Heat got one more loss in them. in fourth position. Um, the Hornets right there in the mix of things. Cavaliers still up there. I thought they would have fell by now. They haven't. They're tied with the Knicks. Knicks are 7th. The Bucs are picking up pace. The Bucs also tie with them as well. 9 and 8. The Celtics are tied right there as well. They're all tied. 76ers are right there. And the Hawks are only one game behind, behind the 6th seed. The Hawks are in the 11th. They're one game behind the 6th seed. The Hawks are 11th. And they are one game behind the 6th seed. Let that sizzle in your spirit. The six seed is the one you want, so you stay out of the play-in game. So I went all the way down to the Hawks on that one, and that's how it's shaking out. one through 11 is pretty close. There's only four-game difference from leading the conference and being out of the playoff picture. Let that sizzle in your spirit. That's how good it's getting in the NBA right now. All right, I'm going to go with my week six top picks. It's gonna be less this week because of, because of Thanksgiving. We they don't play on Thursday, but it's my week six top picks. Let's get into it. Monday, Monday, Monday. We have Charlotte versus Washington at home. Another rematch. Washington's very good at home, and Washington to me is just a better team slightly, but better is better. I got Washington winning at home. Next, Indy versus Chicago. Great matchup. Been a matchup some way back in the days of the Reggie Miller versus Jordan and so forth and so on. Indy versus Chicago was such an epic matchup back in the days. Just watch the last dance and I believe it's going to be that way now. Even though Indy is not in the playoff picture and Chicago's at the top of the conference, it's going to be a great game to watch, but I still got Chicago winning at home. Next, Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. We got the Lakers versus the Knicks. Now, even if LeBron doesn't play, if he's suspended, which I don't think he will be, I got the Lakers because when LeBron plays, he shows up at uh, MSG and so does Rustbrook. I got the Lakers beating New York at home. Well, at MSG. Next, Denver versus Portland. Portland sucks on the road. Portland plays very good at home. Right now, Denver's on a skid. They're on the four-game losing streak. I think it's going to continue. Portland's going to beat Denver at home. Next, Dallas versus the Clippers. That matchup is just epic. Um, if Lucas still is not playing, I have, I have the Clippers winning. If Luka plays, I don't know. I, I might lean that way. But as of right now, based upon what I know in this moment, I got the Clippers beating Dallas at home. Next, Wednesday, Philly versus Golden State. Philly versus Golden State. I think Embiid will be back by that game, but it won't be enough to beat Golden State. Golden State is just that damn good. I got Golden State winning that game. Turkey Day, nothing's going on. Friday, I got Atlanta versus Memphis. You got Trey Young versus my boy, the Skywalker over there. Um, you know, I know the name. John Morant. So you got Trey Young versus John Morant. I'm going with John. At home? Absolutely. Atlanta's not the good on the road this year, people. I got Memphis winning that game. Next, Milwaukee versus Denver. Damn, Denver. (laughs) I got Milwaukee beating y'all at home because I got Giannis beating the brakes off of Jokic. And speaking of Jokic, Marquise Morris is scheduled to miss, told it to miss. The report says that he's going to miss the next 10 games due to that shove in the back. Y'all still think that he's weak? Y'all still think the Morris brothers are tough? You thought you was tough. You think you was hitting? You hit the wrong brother, man. That dude, that's a big dude, man. Them Slovenians don't play. We talked about this in the group. Hang on, I'm going to leave it. This dude pushes you. He didn't punch you. He pushed you in the back. Yes, you didn't see it. That's showing you. that put you out for weeks, damn near a month of whiplash, I'll leave it there. But I still got um, Giannis being the ultimate warrior on that one. Milwaukee beating down on Denver in Denver. Next, Portland versus Golden State. We really gonna, we really doing this? But it's going to be great. You got Dane versus Steph, but... we're going to show you they're going to show you there's levels to this Steph Glennon at at home go to state with the victory next Saturday Saturday's a good day got the Knicks versus Atlanta that rematch from the Eastern Conference Finals I love it I got Atlanta winning that one at home Atlanta over the New York Knicks next Phoenix versus Brooklyn that's going to be a great game I can see this going either way I'm leaning towards Phoenix Phoenix beating Brooklyn on the road next Miami versus Chicago man that's going to be the matchup man that's another good one I got Chicago at home they good at United Center people. Next, Sunday, Golden State versus the Clippers. I got the Clippers upsetting Golden State at home. I really do. I got the Clippers beating Golden State. Let's see what happens. Finally, Detroit versus Lakers. I only have this one because it's going to be interesting to see if the league actually suspends that young man for the entire week because they don't want it just because of the labeling of the malice and the palace and all those different things. I want to see if they're going to go ahead and do that and then make sure there's not another dust-up. I don't think LeBron's LeBron's going to play that game. I want to see if they allow Isaiah Stewart, which I never knew his name until today, is going to play in that game. I think they might suspend him for the week just so he doesn't play in that game. All right. That's my top picks. Before we get out of here, talking about what we're watching. I didn't get a chance to watch King Richard yet. I have started on the Colin Kaepernick um, black, um, in black and white I have started that, hopefully I finish that by the next time I come on uh, I finished um, BMF Black um, Black Mafia Family I finished it, saw the finale, it was actually pretty good I don't want to give it away, it was actually pretty good and I started watching, uh, I never thought I would watch Power again but I've been getting a lot of hype and I've already bought the apps. I said, let me just try it out. And it doesn't look bad. Um, I started on PowerBook 2. I, I just watched the recap from last season. I, and when I watched it, I was like, damn, I should have actually watched it, but now it's too late. Cause it looked pretty interesting. Uh, a lot of people died who probably looked, probably shouldn't have. Tommy came back. I didn't know that was going to happen. And Tommy's uh, thing is going to start up next year in February when this is over. When Power Book 2 is over, Tommy's thing, he's in Chicago or whatever that's going to pop up. So it's actually pretty good. Um, so I recommend you guys watch that on stars if you have it. Um, but I'm going to watch King Richard on on HBO Max and I'm going to finish watching Colin Kaepernick and Black and White on Netflix. All right. All right, guys. So that was fun. That's it for our show this week. Um, next week, hopefully you we guys hear back from you guys. I might take the rest of the holiday season off. I'm not sure yet, but we'll see. All right. So I'll wait to hear from you guys next week. Enjoy your turkey day. You've been listening to The Time is now we do not own the rights to this music
4: Getting brand new, being changed up their style from jeans to suits and thinking about a pop record. Something made for the station, for a whole new relation. Ship of a new type of scene to go platinum and clock mad green, aka a sellout, the rap definition. Get off that boy, change changing mission. Come back around the block. Come telling me bad to the uh, TikTok. Let them know your logo, another black thing. My background sing, my background sing for the cross So... Error's out of control Brother selling their soul Will go gold Going, going gone Another rapper soul To pop and R&B Not the MD I'm strictly hip-hop I stick to a free, Funk mode Yeah, kid, that's how the squad rolls I know your head is bobbing Cause the neck knows like other rappers running on their fans They ill, trying to chill Saying damn, it'll be great To sell a meal That's when the mind switch To the pop tip Kid, you gonna be large Yeah, right, that's what the company kicks Forget the black crowd You're now In a zoot suit Front and black Looking man foul I speak for the hardcore Rough, rugged and raw. I'm out of here. Catch me chilling on my next tour. From the US to the White Cliffs to Dover. Strictly underground funk. Keep the crossover. The crossover Oh, you know, you should be rocking the fans with something diesel. But oh, you insist to piss me off black, so I flex the biceps so I can push them back. So, real hardcore hip hop, continue records, and all sucker hipsies up down and get the message. So, across over yo, who's with me? Hit squad! Oh, yeah. 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 Another mega blast, donkey doke style from Cross yonder. So, help me, Wanda, help, help me, Wanda. From what? The crossover here, yeah, crossing you over, out of here, going peace, See nice yeah. and over. What a way to go out, no clouds, what the fans are shouting. Cause she got gas. Then took the wrong route, came on the scene, chillin' reading a funky dope line. But when they finish with you, P- flatline. Some say there's no business like show business, but if this the truth, please explain why is this? Uh. Rappers been around long, making mad noise. You see, still I haven't seen one rapper living comfortably. No time to pick and wish on a four leaf clover. I stick to underground, keep the crossover. cross-over.
0: trying to wrap my head around things, trying to formulate um, how I could come across on this soapbox and um, try to get this off my chest. See, guys, this is therapy for me. This keeps me from doing the things that I shouldn't do. And I, I, I often think if that was me and if I was Kyle Rittenhouse, how he was able to just trot down the streets during civil unrest and protest with a long rifle and walk without a care in the world, not worried about being shot, not worried about being killed when you had the National Guard there. Let's try to understand why he was there in the first place as if he was called upon to be there. And he, as he would say, deliver aid. As if there wasn't medical staff there. As if there wasn't the National Guard trained military there. You felt compelled as a 17-year-old child. And then the mother as well driving her son across state lines to be there. To where he picked up a weapon that was purchased illegally for him as he was underage. But what, how did this all begin? What? What? What was this? Let's get a timeline. In August 23rd of 2020, a year ago, as we're still in a pandemic, right? And people were just being released outside a little bit. We were just opening up the world. We all noticed it was getting crazy. There were So many crimes committed, it seemed like the police were antsy because they were just stopping people for everything. Now at the time, there were police on the scene as Jacob Blake was in his own right, stopping a domestic dispute between two women. He was there rendering aid. He was there as the calming force. Then the police arrived, creating an entirely different element. The police came and escalated the situation. And because Jacob Blake had two small children in the backseat of his vehicle, He's like, you have it. I don't want to be like, I don't want nothing to do with this. You can see it on video as he's like waving his hands like, I'm out of here. So because the police officer wanted to take matters in his own hands, because the police officer saw this black man as a threat, even though he's walking away, that he yells knife. So you're trying to tell me as you have your gun on your hip, that this black man was walking calmly away from you with his hands up to his vehicle with his children in his back seat to go grab a knife? And say, for instance, that is the case. If you are at a distance, if you remain at a distance as you are trained to do, when you see there is an immediate threat, you are trying to take cover. You should be paces behind, especially if it's a knife. What's the saying, never bring a knife to a gunfight? But you were still a fear for your life as you were in close proximity as he was going into his vehicle to leave the scene as you are now the police officer there you should be taking control of the situation to disperse the two women from fighting but no you followed the black man the threat and shot him seven times in the back at close range paralyzing him and we we're fresh off of george floyd So you can understand why there was such an uprise. As in a few days later on the 26th, the Milwaukee Bucks, who are the home team to that area in Kenosha, Wisconsin, the Bucks boycott their playoff game, game five of the first round against the Magic. Unprecedented. It was one of the best teams. I think they actually were the best team in the league. They were the number one seed in the East, And they boycotted their game five versus the Orlando Magic. Stating things like this have to stop. Black Lives Matter, which they always bring up when it comes to police shooting unarmed black men. People are tired of it, right? To the point where when this happened, it became a ripple effect. The entire NBA ceased action that day. This is playoff. This is not a regular season game. This is a playoff game. Never happened. Been at every sport, WNBA, soccer, every sport boycotted that day. The world, the, the sports world stood still in protest of another unarmed black man being shot by the police. Less than 24 hours later, That midnight, as they were protesting in the streets, the Black Lives Matter movement, the allies, I say allies because these are people who are non-black, who are non-African American, who are also fed up as the entire world already watched the George Floyd situation. The entire world was able to see it because we were stuck in our habitats and glued to television and we all saw it, glued to social media. So we all saw it. So there has never been more allies in efforts to correct the civil actions or the civil unrest in this United States. People are protesting in France. So now our allies are there and Anthony Huber, Joseph Rosenbaum, and I forgot the other guy's name is Gage Bruce Krintz, I forgot, if I'm butchering him, I apologize. That's the other man. These people, these people are there and allies. But then you have a 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse, cross state lines from Illinois to Wisconsin, saying he's there to render aid, lying to people saying he's a resident of the area, carrying a rifle. But you're there to render aid. You're there to protect the businesses from being vandalized. You're there to... Be like, And then you tell other people that you are an EMT as well. Oh, yeah, I'm an EMT. Oh, yeah, I'm from the area. I'm here to help. I'm here to help. Last time I checked, I don't see any EMTs with any sort of firearms ever. Right? What's your training as a 17-year-old boy supposed to actually be? And why do you continue to lie? Hmm. and now you go down there and the other side of the story is you feel like people are randomly attacking you why would they do that why would people just come up to you and attack you why because you're there with a gun and you're threatening the lives of people who are there to be allies for the black lives matter movement you're there to start trouble You were there because you felt this compulsion that you need to protect this nation from black people uprising. You're there to protect the white ideology of this nation, that you are above the law, that you are greater than, that these thugs need to be put in their place. He deserved to be shot because he's a black man who is obviously a threat, and you knew that you were a white man who is armed will not be a threat because you are protecting your homeland in your mind. And the law backs you up. So you go ahead and kill two men and injure another, and you fake a cry in the courtroom, get off on all five counts. And it's not a surprise to anyone eerily reminds us of George Zimmerman and Trayvon Martin. He stood his ground. But you were tracking and tracing a young man with Skittles. How was he a threat to you? Oh, he said, he doesn't belong in my neighborhood. Actually, his family lived there. You just didn't know it. So what made you think that you saw a young black boy walking through the neighborhood who's also 17 and you're a grown-ass man and you're tracing him, tracking him, the, 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 the police or the or the operators tell you to not engage, yet you do so anyway, with the firearm. You scuffle with him and you shoot to kill. And you get off on all counts. This is how the Black Lives Matter began. And here we are once again. Once again, we are here. This is why people are so upset because it's becoming glaringly obvious that they don't really matter. You have the Proud Boys and others and the KKK, and none of these people are looked at as vigilantes. None of these people are looked at as terrorists. That's exactly what you are. Because not one person who was there like yourself killed anyone. Not one other person who was there, quote-unquote, creating a ruckus or vandalizing kill anyone ever they're not there to harm many if not any are even armed at all but why are you why are you there and how are you allowed to get away with it this country continues to show you their true colors this country continues to show you and you say that the system is broken, the system works the way it's supposed to work. The system is set up to assist and aid white men, even when they kill another white man. But see, it's the context that matters. Whether they used to say back in the day, the one thing worse than a nigger is a nigger lover. I'm sorry, I said nigger with the A. No, they say nigger. Nothing worse than a nigger than a nigger lover. So they deserve to be executed. Their lives are worth less than that of a nigger. It's the context that matters, people. Oh, he killed white people. No, he, he, first of all, one of them is Jewish, but no, he killed nigger lovers, so they deserve to die. That's the statement that was put, that has been the history of this nation and nothing is going to change it until it's changed by force. Until next time,
2: you can win as long as you keep your head to the sky. Be optimistic.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's it this week, guys. Really appreciate you all for rocking me again this week. This is Thanksgiving week, and I'm very thankful for the things that I have in my life. More importantly, another day above Brown, having a loving family. My daughter is everything to me, as you guys all know. I'm thankful for having food on my plate, having clothes on my back, because I know there are people in places in the world who do not have those things. So I'm thankful, and I give all the praise to the up high. This The song choice this week was Crossover by E-M- EPMD hope you guys enjoyed that flashback from the past remember if you like the show of course like it share and of course of course subscribe now it's time for our final word rejoice in the lord always i will say it again rejoice let your gentleness be evident to all the lord is near do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Yeshua, Yeshua the Messiah. Philippians 4, 4-7. through Remember to spread love, share love, embrace love, for God is love. Until next time, peace.
2: Strive, cloud up your outlook on life. Just sing ahead,
1: and you'll be inspired to reach higher.